Elective share. An elective share is a term used in American law relating to inheritance, which describes a proportion of an estate which the surviving spouse of the deceased may claim in place of what they were left in the decedent's will. It may also be called a widow's share, statutory share, election against the will, or forced share. Function and operation. The elective share is the modern version of the English common law concepts of dower and courtesy, both of which reserved certain portions of a decedent's estate which were reserved for the surviving spouse to prevent them from falling into poverty and becoming a burden on the community. Currently, the amount to be reserved for a spouse is determined by the law of the state where the estate is located. In most states, the elective share is between one-third and one-half of all the property in the estate, although many states require the marriage to have lasted a certain number of years for the elective share to be claimed, or adjust the share based on the length of the marriage, and the presence of minor children. Some states also reduce the elective share if the surviving spouse is independently wealthy. In some jurisdictions, if the spouse claims the elective share, they get that amount, but nothing else from the estate. In other states, claiming an elective share has no effect on gifts under a will or through a trust, though things given by will or trust may fulfill in part the elective share portion. Obviously, there would be no point in seeking an elective share if the surviving spouse has already been willed more than they would receive under the statute. Furthermore, some assets held by the estate may be exempt from becoming part of the elective share, so their value is subtracted from the total value of the estate before the elective share is calculated. Some states also permit children of the deceased to claim an elective share. Calculation of the Augmented Estate The elective share is usually calculated from assets beyond those in the probate estate alone, and the assets that are added together to make this calculation are called an augmented estate. This calculation serves two functions. First, it prevents the decedent from effectively disinheriting the surviving spouse by either gifting away assets before death or by tying up assets in devices such as trusts or joint accounts that benefit third parties after the decedent's death. Second, it prevents the surviving spouse from taking too large an elective share, if the decedent had already transferred substantial assets to the spouse. To accomplish that, the augmented estate is calculated by combining the value of the probate estate with such things as the value of gifts given by the decedent to third parties, property or accounts held in survivorship estates, such as a joint bank account, the proceeds of which would pass to the survivor among the account holders, the value of life insurance policies over which the decedent had the power to name the beneficiary, as well as gifts to the surviving spouse, and property held jointly with the surviving spouse. The elective share in Florida gives a surviving spouse 30% of the elective estate, which includes all property owned by the decedent, property given away within one year of death, property inside a revocable trust, also known as a living trust, and pay-on-death accounts. The Florida homestead property of the decedent, whether owned by the decedent solely or also with the surviving spouse, is included in the elective share calculation. This change was made in 2017. Predermitted heir. In the law of property, a predermitted heir is a person who would likely stand to inherit under a will, except that the testator, the person who wrote the will, did not include the person in the testator's will. A mission may occur because the testator did not know of the omitted person at the time the will was written. A will may contain a clause that explicitly disinherits any heirs unknown at the time that the will is executed, or any heirs not named in the will. While such a clause will not necessarily prevent a claim against an estate by a predermitted heir, it may make it more difficult to succeed in such an action. Predermitted child. One common category of predermitted heir is the predermitted child, born after the writing of the will. 
claims may also potentially be brought by children born outside of the decedent's marital relationship. A person who claims to be a pretermitted child of a deceased parent may bring an action in probate court to contest the parent's will. Many jurisdictions have enacted statutes that permit a pretermitted child to demand an inheritance under the will. Some statutes allow a pretermitted child to claim their intestate share, while others limit the inheritance to an amount that is comparable to devices made in the will for the children who were alive when the will was written. Some jurisdictions provide the same rights for a child who was pretermitted because, although born before the will was executed, he was not known of at the time the will was made. This may be because the child was incorrectly believed to be dead, or was adopted by the testator after the will was drafted. Some jurisdictions prohibit a pretermitted child from claiming an inheritance if the will devise substantially all of the testator's estate to the surviving spouse, and the surviving spouse is the other parent of the pretermitted child. A child may also be denied the right to take under the will as a pretermitted heir if the child received an advancement against their inheritance, an inter vivos gift from the testator of an amount equivalent to what child might have otherwise received under the will. When a court finds that a child was pretermitted and is entitled to inheritance, in order to provide the child with an inheritance the court may proportionally reduce the gift under the will to the decedent's other children, or may reduce gifts under the will to non-family members. Pretermitted Spouse Laws in most nations provide protection for a pretermitted spouse, a spouse whom the testator does not marry until after the execution of the will. Many jurisdictions provide that a pretermitted spouse will receive either her intestate share, what she would have received had the testator died with no will, or an elective share of the deceased spouse's estate, a set amount or formula provided by law for spouses who are fully or partially disinherited in the will. Like a pretermitted child, a pretermitted spouse may be explicitly disinherited in the will, or may be excluded from taking under the will if they received an advancement on their inheritance in anticipation of the marriage. A pretermitted spouse may also disclaim any interest in the testator's estate through an antenuptial or prenuptial agreement. Forced heirship. Forced heirship is a form of testate partible inheritance which mandates how the deceased's estate is to be disposed of and which tends to guarantee an inheritance for the family of the deceased. In forced heirship, the estate of a deceased, decuius, is separated into two portions. One, an indefeasible portion, the forced estate, passing to the deceased next of key. Two, a discretionary portion, or free estate, to be freely disposed of by will. Forced heirship is generally a feature of civil law legal systems which do not recognize total freedom of testation, in contrast with common law jurisdictions. Normally in forced heirship, the deceased's estate is ingathered and wound up without discharging liabilities, which means accepting inheritance includes accepting the liabilities attached to inherited property. The forced estate is divided into shares which include the share of issue, legitime or child's share, and the spousal share. This provides a minimum protection that cannot be defeated by will. The free estate, on the other hand, is at the discretion of a testator to be distributed by will on death to whomever he or she chooses. Takers in the forced estate are known as forced heirs. The expression comes from Louisianan legal language and is ultimately a calc of Spanish Sucesion Forzosa. Overview Forced heirship laws are prevalent among civil law jurisdictions, these include major countries such as Brazil, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, Japan. Reckoning shares and instances of multiple or no children and lack of surviving spouse vary from country to country. In Germany, for example, a forced heir receives at least half of what they would have received in the absence of a testament. In Islamic law, as practiced for example in Saudi Arabia, 
forced airship is the rule and testaments are fairly rare. A testator may distribute at most a third of their legacy and only to persons outside the circle of regular heirs, meaning for example that one son can never inherit more than another. Advocates of forced heirship contend that it is perfectly proper for testators to be required to make adequate provision for their dependents, and that most countries in the world permit wills to be varied where they would leave dependents destitute. Critics suggest that there is a great difference between varying wills to the minimum degree to provide sufficient financial support for dependents, and prohibiting the testator from distributing the estate or a proportion of the estate to any female children, or younger male children, and that it cannot be any less repugnant to force a deceased person to distribute their assets in a certain manner on their death than it would be to tell them how they may do so during their lifetime. History The institution began as a Germanic custom for intestate inheritance, which was the norm, under which all of a deceased's personal property was divided into thirds, the widow's part, bairn's part, and dead's part, the last of which, consisting of clothes, weapons, farm animals and implements, was usually buried with the deceased. With the adoption of Christian funerary practices, it became common to gift away the dead's part, and after the revival of the will, and consequently of testation, the dead's part came to be freely disposable. Realty, or heritable property, on the other hand, was originally inherited in joint tenancy, termed gavelkind, and passed on to the king group as a whole. However, after the household superseded the king group in importance in the late Middle Ages, preference was given to the deceased immediate family, specifically any surviving sons, and none could be favored over his siblings. However, gavelkind inheritance gave rise to inter-family rivalries, so primogeniture laws arose in some areas of feudal Europe giving preference to the eldest son in order to stem feuding. Nevertheless, under medieval communal society, family land could not be sold except for cause, and the family essentially had a right of first refusal, laudatio parentum, in any such sale. In some places, this restriction also applied to gifts. The family was so favored that in order to keep property within the same family, women, who on marriage in effect joined another family, were accorded very few property rights. Therefore, widows were universally disinherited, though they were varyingly entitled to a dower and or a terse or courtesy in the case of widowers, that is, one-third of the heritable marital estate. The terse was earliest known as tertia collaborationis and first appears in the Riparian Law Code, making it also a localized Germanic custom. In the customs of York and London, for example, a widow was entitled both to her widow's part, customary share and terse, widow's chamber, the last of which was half, not a third, of the marital estate. Eventually, these elements were all consolidated into the modern form of forced heirship most notably in revolutionary France, which treated personality and realty in the same way and applied gavelkind inheritance and the system of thirds to both forms of property. After abandoning dowries and dowers in the 20th century, many European countries created or increased the spousal share to be on par with the share of issue, legitime, Spain is an exception. Louisiana In Louisiana, Civil Code Article 1493 stipulates that forced heirs are descendants of the first degree who, at the time of the death of the decedent, are 23 years of age or younger or descendants of the first degree of any age who, because of mental incapacity or physical infirmity, are permanently incapable of taking care of their persons or administering their estates at the time of the death of the decedent. If they are not disinherited, LCC Art. 1494, they qualify as forced heirs. The disinheritance must be made expressly and for one of eight just causes, otherwise it is null, LCC art. 
1621. The legitime is equal to 25% of the patrimony, if one forced heir, or 50%, if more than one, and each forced heir will receive the lesser of an equal proportion of the legitime or what they would have received through intestacy. If a person who would have otherwise qualified as a forced heir dies before the parent, rights to that share may pass to that person's children, although how that share is distributed among them if one or more is an interdict remains unsettled law. Forced heirs may demand collation, whereby certain gifts received by any successor in the three years before the death of the parent may be subtracted from their share. In 1991 Louisiana abolished the forced heirship provision for spouses, however, at death the spouse's interest in any community property is converted to his or her separate property, and a usufruct is granted over the remaining community, with the forced heirs as naked owners of their respective shares. That usufruct terminates at death or remarriage. Wealthy individuals in the U.S. sometimes seek to circumvent forced airship laws by transferring assets into an offshore company and seeking to settle the shares in the offshore company in a trust governed by the laws of a jurisdiction outside their domicile.